1: Football program available on iTunes and at Dave Now here's your host, Dave Demishek. I like this music. Woo! Hi and hello, football fans. Good day.
2: Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are. Things could certainly be sunnier around here.
1: (laughs) It is sunny. It's a nice day in beautiful California. Why are you? Why are you in such a bad mood? We have
2: Maurice Jones-Drew and Colleen Wolf on the way in just a little bit. Seated to my immediate left. Why are right you now. in a
1: bad mood,
2: Willie McGinnis?
1: Explain yourself. Well, I'm just saying. Why? How, are you you, in how a do you How do you live mood? with yourself? Why are you in a bad mood?
2: I think you know. It was exactly.
1: a great weekend of football.
2: It was. Was it? It was. Yeah, it was. Right up until. Or did uh, you just
1: watch one game? I watched all the football okay. there,
2: McGinnis. All I watched it all. But of course, my my. Uh, uh, emotions were turned upside down by what I saw in the, in the waning seconds in Heinz Field.
0: I mean, come on. How do you, do you, how, do you, how do you live with yourself? What do, you,
1: what do you attribute that to? Do you attribute that to bad situational football? Do you attribute that to a player – and maybe a coordinator not being on the same page, or when a play breaks down, knowing what to do to give yourself another couple plays. Like, what do you contribute at Preparation? What do you contribute that to? Don't, Which, don't. I just want to see what it is. Don't you're you throw get. the do your job no, and I'm not. preparation and all that jazz you at me. You had multiple opportunities right. to win that football game. They, even, they even, did. Even when a even when catch didn't happen, it's second and goal. Okay. It's second and goal. Let's move past the non catch by well, Jesse. James. Well I, oh, I I think we should
2: absolutely talk about the uh, move past it. Why that was everything, wasn't it? It's a it? rule.
1: It's a rule. You must maintain. You must maintain control. This of the is ball what we're to gonna do. Is this what no, we're I'm about just saying, like is parsing what the rules are? I instantly there's knew there's no pleasure I in this. I instantly knew from my days of playing, from my fifteen year experience, my preparation and my knowing of the rule book. I instantly knew when they showed that play the very first time, it was not a catch.
2: All right. The game has changed a lot since you and I retired. But listen, what I'll tell you is this, Willie.
1: If you look real close.
2: I look very close.
1: Like everybody else, especially the people in the New York office who get paid to look very closely at these plays.
2: They became consumed by whether or not the ball moved. It did move. I completely agree. It moved.
1: You it, know what they it moved what, where when it hit the ground?
2: Did no, it, if it hits the ground, but it maintains
1: possession? He didn't. His it, hand had rolled. The ball had moved. His right hand is underneath that ball, Willie. His right hand, but his left hand didn't. Which means if half the ball is on the ground and half the ball is cradling on the side, which means he didn't have control.
2: His digits are on his are a part of his right hand.
1: Let's move on. Let's agree to
2: See, that. this is what you want to do. What, go ahead. Emma VP, you Let's, have something to say here? What do you think? You're an objective eyewitness.
1: Yeah, I'm objective. Yeah. His knee was down. His knee was down? Yeah. When? When he when he didn't maintain possession?
3: He had possession. His knee was down. So, worse comes to worse, it, they get the ball on the
4: half-yard
1: line. No, the, ball, the rule says you ha- when, you, when you make contact with the ground, you have to maintain. It's not it, – it hasn't – they didn't just put this in this weekend. We've seen multiple plays where the same action happens and it's it's ruled not a catch. So, if you're Pittsburgh fans, I get it. It's tough to deal with. You're going to be a little salty about it. But let's move on. You still got the ball second and goal.
2: All right. I agree. Well, first of all, Sean Davis should have intercepted the ball. That should have been the game-ender right there. There's a
1: lot of ifs in that game we could have, we can go back to. If if AB had been playing and didn't pull a calf muscle, if if they would have tackled Juju on the sideline instead of Everybody backing up, thinking he was going to go out of bounds. So let's let's get. Past well, in this hindsight, game. if I can
2: play the if game, I right. wish Juju would have gotten pushed out of his own 40. Then seven throws one more pass with 35 with 40 seconds well, to well, go. Maybe out. they make a field goal for diff- the overtime.
1: It's a different game with no timeouts, though. So you know they're going for the score first, and then the field goal. If if, if all goes bad, we still have the field goal, which is the same scenario at second and goal.
2: I listen. I'm with you.
1: I'm not. You don't want to go through the play. One, th- I do.
2: One thing I don't want to do is is exactly what you're saying. Let's get over that. It's a rule. It was a. It was a. It was there before is the game. Is it going to change
1: applied. anything? No, it's not. It's not going to change anything. So we could talk about it all day long. At the end of the day, secure the catch. And then you got to touch. Let's do this
2: with that play because I'm intrigued by this as a guy who is uh, between those lines in critical moments. Let's uh, I'm going to try to be objective and not be bitter about what I saw, but let's just talk about what it is to be a defensive player in that moment. We saw Malcolm Butler rise to the occasion a few years ago. Obviously, Belichick. Alleyhood for prepping his team the right way. So go ahead. Tell me in that moment, wait, the ball's alive. They're stepping to the line. Are they going to spike it? What is the defense saying? You're the leader of that defense out there. What's What kind of communication, if any, are you capable of issuing to the other 10 guys? Out
1: there? Well, first of all, we're never going to give up on the play. We're going to go out and we're going to line up as if he's going to run an actual play. And then we're always listening. So if he got the clock play through the headset, no, run the play, no, run the play, he has to give some type of signal or something to the receiver. Because if you watch the play, the lineman didn't move. One of them got knocked on his butt because they wasn't expecting the play. Mm-hmm. The only two people who knew about the play was Ben, the coordinator who called it in, and the actual receiver he gave the signal to. Everybody else just walked off the ball. The Literally
2: other, upright. Right. Yes.
1: The other two receivers just walked off the ball. Mm-hmm. So... The cornerback knew something was up because either he was paying attention because you have to watch Ben. He gives things away, whether it's signals, whether when he's in shotgun, which foot is forward or back. We used to get all different types of keys from Ben. The other thing is, is situational football. Regardless of what they're doing, you make sure you're playing the play throughout until you actually see the clock play. Now the most famous clock play in our era happened in our division. So we've been aware of this forever with Dan Marino. Mm -hmm. So we are aware that these plays do exist and have practiced these plays on a continuous basis. So them being prepared, that defensive back didn't just stand up and let the receiver go. He was down and he was ready to go. The safety, the linebacker dropped back in the throwing lane. That's why Ben had to pump it. So it was literally four guys against one in that play, which didn't turn out.
2: Well, they always say don't throw the ball across your body and all that, and we can. Uh, I got deal one with- more
1: thing for you. Two. Okay. On that clock play, I was uh, and I've never seen a slant unless there was like a pick or something. Me that either. Happened. It was
2: it was absolutely wonky. Right. It's what just, I was gonna it, say is I don't a mind fade. seven. It's yeah, I don't a fade mind or seven out. I was I, talking
1: to David Carr about that. It's usually a fade yeah. or out. I don't get why you would throw into coverage a crowded middle of the field, you try to throw a slant with everybody standing there. Because if those guys don't run a route to get people out of the box or the tight end doesn't run a route to get people out of the box, you got a crowded box. So if I'm Ben, he's a veteran. He knows this. If he's throwing it to a crowd, don't force it. Mm -hmm. Like you got life. Don't force it. Throw the ball away. Now you got one more play. The clock stops. You can huddle up. You can call your most favorite play your patriot beater, whatever that is, get in the huddle, call that play. If it doesn't work, guess what? You can kick a field goal. And then you can go overtime, and I like your chances at home overtime. I
2: Listen, I agree with all that. I will say I want to let seven off the hook a little bit. I do. I I think it is bad. When has Four, seven
1: ever listened to his coordinator? You're right. Well, that's when, a, exactly. when has he ever did? I think the he bad do form wanted to do
2: after the game to say, "Well, it wasn't my call." Like <laughs> really, seven? That's a, you're going to throw the guys on the sideline. Whether it was Tomlin, it would seem it was Tomlin who it. To I don't know if Tomlin.
1: I don't know Tomlin will jump in on that play. I think that's his coordinator.
2: Either way, I like the I like the philosophy of whoever was deciding. Go for the go for the win now. Let's don't let's not chance this uh, take this thing to overtime. I don't mind the notion of trying a play to win the game in that moment. Okay. The
1: specifics of it. I don't mind I don't, I'm I don't with have you complete with that. I don't have a problem with that. But if you're gonna do a play like that, give your player the best opportunity to win on that play. Let me say a couple of things.
2: One, here's why I'm sick as an as an unobjective Viewer of that game, Willie, you listen, I don't like living in the 21st century on game day morning. And by the way, a banner job, Willie McGinnis for real uh, on Sunday morning uh, before all the week 15 games kicked off. Um, You did great work there. And I was uh, I was in there talking about I did the the uh, the Steelers fans lament, which is throughout the 20th century the Steelers were pro football's bully. Now all of a sudden they're a nail to the Patriots hammer. I don't care for it. I don't want the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I want the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. That's not being objective. I didn't say I was going to be objective. I said it before you started. I said day. unobjective, and oh. I never have claimed to be objective <laughs> about it. Now listen to me. Here's what I'll tell you. Okay. For once, for once, in that a, a team that the football gods, for whatever reason, at the turn of the millennium decided, let's just give them the ongoing gift of a bum division. That's what that. I don't care. You can get angry at me, but that's the fact. It is what it is. The greatest foe you've ever had in the 21st century within the AFC East was Mark Sanchez's Jets for a couple of years. That's a division?
1: Is that our fault? Or I, their I, fault?
2: I, it has nothing to do with fault. Deserves got nothing to do with it, as uh, as Eastwood said. And, well, let me just uh, and say this. Let me, let me and, just say this
1: before you. All right, go up. ahead. When I came into the league, it was the most dangerous conferences because we had the Colts, right? With Manny. we had the Bills. Who, how many Super Bowls that they go in a row? With all those, with all those animals, with the Buffalo Bills, with Levy as the head coach, that oh, we had to deal with. I didn't know with. you were that old. Yeah, somebody look 90s. up Willie's yeah, age. No, don't look at I my age. I came in 20. in the nineties, so that conference the 1990s? actually that 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 conference was actually really competitive.
2: Well, you know when else it was competitive. You know who the quarterbacks
1: were? Yes, I all do of know them it. were Hall of Famers. Well, you know who Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, and Jim Kelly. So I don't think that was such of a bum conference back then and they did and we did go to the Super Bowl in 96
2: I remember all
1: of them. I know, but you're trying to talk down the conference. Don't forget t- who was in that conference. Let me tell you who was, in, who was playing when the Steelers – Give me Steelers the Hall of w- Famers quarterback Steel- in that division. Me- give me the Hall of Fame quarterbacks in that div- I gave you one from every team in our division. You give me uh,
2: – How about instead of just one position? In the oh, 70s, right. Willie, when the Steelers won four That's Lombardi's – in-
1: That's too far back. Give me When one the I-
2: Steelers won <laughs> Super Bowls four out of six seasons, you know who they had to go through? They had to go through – America's team, the team that would still be regarded as the greatest of all time, Roger Staubach and fan company. I growing up.
1: I know that. All right. I was a Pittsburgh fan Well, there's
2: one up. Hall of Famer for you that yeah. they went through twice in Super but Bowl. But you would have
1: to go back to the 70s? Stop.
2: That's right, I have to go back there because of your team. That's why I have to. I have a team in the 70s. That's why I have to go back is because of what your Patriots have done to my Steelers. Of course, I'm raw about it. Now, this time. The Patriots, the football gods, decided, you know what? Let's see if 12 can do it with a little adversity. You would have had to go maybe host the Ravens or maybe the Titans or someone like that, maybe the Chargers. No no easy game. Light work. In the, wi- <laughs> in the wild card round <laughs> in Foxborough. Survive that, you get a trip to Jacksonville to play the best defense in the league, who at minimum would beat you up real good, right. even if you survive. Right. Then – and and only then do you get to come back to Heinz Field. You're right on the road. You're right. That would have been tough. Now it's now it's in a, a foregone conclusion. Congratulations on.
1: It's not over.
2: It's over with Willie. It's not Willie. over.
1: It's not over. How
2: confident are you that they beat the Bills this weekend?
1: I'm very confident because the Bills have to go to Foxborough. They know right. what's on the line. They want that number one seat. They want to play throughout. That was the game right there. That was pretty much the AFC Championship we saw this weekend. What's up? Right. So they're going a, to the Super Bowl, and we're going to see a repeat. We're going to see a repeat. I don't think Pittsburgh falls off. I think they get better, right? Now, the question for you is how does this change the Steelers without Antonio Brown? I'm not sure
2: how long. Who's your the number time one is- receiver?
1: Who are you going to anoint? It's got to be Bryant, right? He's been begging for this. I just wanted to ask you this because we've been. Yeah. He's been begging. Every since he's got benched and all the things that's went on, he wanted more touches. He wanted to be in the light. He wanted to be the number 1 guy. He wanted to be Ben Sink, right? All those different things. He wanted all that. Now he's got it. The stage is no there, there's no brighter stage in the NFL than it is for him. You get to take over the number 1 spot. You are the guy. I want to see how he reacts. He had an amazing game. He did, you he know, in that moment didn't have
2: time game. for a week's worth of an questions and answers game. with the media. He just went out there he's in the that now. moment and
1: rose up. He's got he's the guy. Well, now. but so did Juju. Yeah, Juju did, but I you know, Juju's been consistent. Mm-hmm. But even with Martavius Bryant on that team, I still think Juju's the number two. Well, I'm,
2: I'm curious what you think is – I mean, you know, who gets more targets? I'm not sure week to week, but I think that it's all about 26, even it more is. than what it was going into, into week 15. And I think it's you and I agree. Yeah, I think, I think we knew going in that that was Belichick's focus, was to try and stop 26, they given – and they didn't. Well, that's what my question is. How concerned are you? Not just about the Steelers. I guess they're probably the scariest team to you and uh, and the Patriots. But the Jags, they can grind you with yeah. uh, with Fournette and they can dominate you on defense. The Chiefs can uh, apparently are capable of doing Which that. Chiefs? We saw that in week one. Which Chiefs? Well, the, one, Chiefs? Uh, the one we have seen the last couple of weeks and the one you saw in the season kickoff in Foxborough.
1: Okay, so that's a little – that's – that's a big gap. That the one we saw that went 5 and 0 is a different Chiefs than the I one.
2: I agree it's with that, but old. let me throw this back at you is, you know, I'm not one for historical evidence, you know, hey, since 1984, this team when they do that, that is meaningless. Those people weren't born right. yet. Uh, or the current players weren't born back then. But Recent history indicates that if you beat the Patriots in the regular season, just this decade, four times teams that beat the Patriots in the regular season went on to beat them again in the postseason. That should give Chiefs fans a glimmer of hope at minimum. And the Steelers were right there. I think the Steelers probably more so than their fans are now imbued with a sense of Oh, we can hang with this team. Well, we can you know, certain I, we certainly can
1: play with this I team. I think they knew that going in. I don't think any Stiller know, fans was worried about the Patriots. Oh, I, I was we can't keep up with them. But you mentioned you mentioned the Chiefs. And I don't I didn't I didn't talk to research or anything. I didn't know you were gonna bring that up, but recent history also shows that they're not good in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They get in the playoffs and they get knocked out the first round. So we need to see which Chiefs that's why I was asking you. Which Chiefs is going to go into the playoffs and how they're going to perform? The explosive Chiefs that can run the ball with Hunt and those explosive plays down the field with Hill and Kelsey making all those great catches, the short-to-intermediate routes and those one-on-ones in the red zone and getting up doing his dances, Alex Smith not turning the ball over, or the Chiefs that we saw play terrible defense just three, four weeks ago that any team could do whatever they wanted, throwing the ball, running the football, the running game was, 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 was gone, and you can go all the way down the line. So, it's different. You know this because your team's always in the playoffs. It's a different level. It's a different type of adjustment, and it's a different stage once you go into the playoffs.
2: I agree and, with that, and, and that factor is massive for a guy like Blake Bortles probably exactly. going into his first exactly. go-round. If Mariota makes it, we'll see how he does. Exactly. One last thing, though. Okay. Are, legitimately, how concerned are you now that you see what really could have been, should have been, whatever? At certainly. A minimum could have been. Let's leave it at that. Right. A two-game losing streak where the other team was able to run on them and physically beat up that team Which going the we're into talking about. the Dolphins game on Monday night yeah. and then in Heinz Tough. Field. Are you concerned as a Patriots guy no. that that team can be had now?
1: You know why? Because I see it throughout the league. Um, I saw Minnesota go in and get beat by Carolina. I saw the Saints get beat. I saw the Rams go in and handle a tough Seattle team. I know they're a little beat up, but go in and just manhandle them. So you see it every week. It's a competitive league, and these teams, the, I, you know, certain teams pull away. There's nobody really just pulling away like that, mm. you know. So I see the competitors in the league every single week and every single game. And once we, once everything gets – you know, uniformed and we know who's going to be where and who's going to be playing, then you can kind of look at certain things and look at experience and how the guys react once they get in the playoffs or the teams that are built for the playoffs, teams that can run the ball. You mentioned Jacksonville. I think that's – they're one of the scariest teams. But the one big question you have, I have, everybody has is if the game comes down to and you're down 14 and you're Jacksonville and you have to put the game on Blake Bortles' back, can he deliver? With, 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 with the non-superstar cast at receivers, which are doing a great job, mm-hmm. okay? You got a running back that's dinged up. He's in and out of the lineup. But when he's healthy, he's a monster and a great defense that can cover, take the ball away, and they're one of the most physical fronts in football. But what happens when you fall 14 I, points? I believe in Ben. I know what Ben can do when, when his back's against the wall. He's proved it year in and year out consistently. I know what Drew Brees can do. I know what Tom Brady can do. We saw what Aaron Rodgers can miss eight weeks of football. He coming out of a hospital bed, and he throws three interceptions, and he's like, that's nothing. Watch this. And he almost still has an opportunity to win the I, football game. I agree that, with all of them. That's us. what I look at. So, Okay, well, we'll see. I'm not going to crown a champion just yet. I'm saying there's a lot of football to play, and we'll see after week 17 how things shape up, and then we'll start there because I'll be back. I'm not going anywhere. We'll have this conversation again. All right, we'll again. do it again. But yeah. I'll say this.
2: That, yes, I agree with you that Blake Bortles with the Jags equals to me. Mariota with the Ravens.
1: Mariota's throwing more, more interceptions than touchdowns.
2: Yeah, they have quietly been uh, well. sort of falling apart there. One, I do want to say one more thing because it is pick your poison. People look back and say, why don't they stop Levy and Bell? Why don't they do something? It's Cause hard. You to can't do, do it. <laughs> Same hard. thing a lot of Steelers fans are saying. Why don't they double Gronk? My assumption is this, is that uh, the scheme for the Steelers was to not let Deion Lewis and company – Devastate out of the backfield all day. That required them to keep a safety and or Vince Williams up closer to the line than they'd like to. That allows Gronk to get behind them. That leaves Sean Davis singled up on him. And Gronk happens to be not a great player. He is the best tight end in the history of football.
1: He's one of. His size, his speed. Have you seen any? His route running. He's one. I mean, I played against Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp. You know, I played against some great ones. Gates. I mean, there's some great ones. He's just, I mean – He's monstrous. I mean, he's huge. The way he runs, the way he gets off, he's agile. We saw him go down and catch Crazy. the football. He's athletic. You, you don't find guys that size that can move and maneuver and can play in a run game and all that like that. But I will say is I saw Pittsburgh make adjustments. They were playing zone. They were getting eaten up a little bit. Finally, they, 15
2: years later, they it, finally made an adjustment. Yeah, but
1: but then they went to man. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were doing pretty well. They were matching up. They was like, you know what, this worked for Miami. Let's get in it. The thing was in that Miami game when you run those pressure routes, Gronk wasn't there. So you have to plan that Gronk is there. So now we got to figure out what we're gonna do. We got to go single with somebody the entire time, but we've got to take Gronk out of the ball out of the ball game. I think they did a good job of trying to be physical, but you can't miss when you try to jam him. Like Sean Davis That's, missed. That him is a something times. that ha- they missed, absolutely. and he got inside. You can't give him two or three yards. You got to give a light jam. You just got to slow him down. Don't try to beat him up where you're going to knock him down. You, that's not going to happen. So when you miss at the line, that's going to turn into a big play. Now they were able to get a little pressure on Brady. That's the second part. You got to get pressure. Mm-hmm. So if you got the initial jam and you got guys on top, don't give them that first read. Make them pull it down.
2: I don't care for anything that I saw on Sunday. <laughs> with
1: the I still feel sick. It was a quality game.
2: You know, at least agree, 20, uh, 87 uh, taunted after that
1: two-point game. He did. He should have gotten a flag right there. He did, but he played it off. He was like, this guy? <laughs> <laughs>
2: feels good to laugh, Willie. It feels good to laugh on, the, uh, on a tough post-week 15 show. Thanks for being with us there. Always. I hope you will be back. And I, I hope the Pittsburgh Steelers will I'm be not back and anywhere. we can talk about it's
1: like It's like the two franchises. They're not going anywhere.
2: Let's hope the Steelers go somewhere. That's the Foxborough. That's where I hope they go for the AFC title game. All right. Here we go. Maurice Jones-Drew, Colleen Wolf coming up. Dave Damoschek. Ah, yes, here he is, everybody. Number 32 slash number 21. The Jag, the Bruin, the Raider, the voice of the Los Angeles Rams. On the radio, it's Maurice Jones-Drew. What's the poop, fella?
5: You know what, Shaq, just happy to be here.
2: It's a pleasure to see you, uh, Maurice. It really is, and we have uh, the Wolf as promised on the way in just a second here. Let's pick up on what uh, Willie and I were talking about and this notion of, and I'm still sick about what happened in Hinesfield, but whatever, all right, so so tells. That's interesting to me right? that, that the Patriots see that, Um, Ben Roethlisberger has certain tells at the line of scrimmage he's going to do. I remember Daniel Jeremiah pointing this out to me about six years ago that anytime you see Drew Brees cock his head back like that, he's going deep because he's so short at the line of scrimmage he has to pick his head up over the line to see the guys downfield. That's an interesting, funny one. Uh, is that is, is that basically a league wide thing? Everybody do all yeah. these guys have
5: tells? Everybody has tells. I huh. mean, um, some guys their cadence, some guys it can be, uh, how they stand. Uh, you know, did I, you I, have one? I used to have one as a rookie. When so when so when you're getting the ball, yeah, you're doing something different. I did it with my head. So pass plays, I would always like scan left to right. Um, run plays, I would like this like real quick. Right, just to make it, like, just to try to sell it a little bit more, and uh, one of our linebackers, Mike Peterson, was like, "Hey, I know when it's a run, and it's every time you do this." And I was like, "Oh, well, thank you, I appreciate it." You know, so then I just kind of kept kept everything the same, and we just went from there. But it's uh, it's, it's 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 different things. I remember my first year in the league, we were playing the Dolphins uh in the preseason, and uh, our running back Kennedy, our running back coach Kennedy Pola or Palomalu, uh said. Uh, he was like, Zach, he's like, so we, they have a book. They always have books on linebackers, and, you know, you have scouts talk and all this stuff. But Fred was like, hey, every time this guy has his hands on his knees, he's blitzing, right? And this this was our first game. So we didn't know if he was going to play. I was going to play a lot, and uh, Fred wasn't going to play as much. A couple other guys were going to play. So we were, we were preparing as if he was going to play. He didn't even up playing. So it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, we ended up playing him in week 12 or 13 down the road, and – uh I end up being in the game in that situation. His hands are on his knees, so I was like, "Oh, he's coming!"
2: Wow, that's so co- I, yeah. Because yes, I certainly watch running backs more than I do the QBs to try and figure out that. Can you tell by the way he's uh, looking, the way he, the way he his posture is? Is he getting the ball here? I can't read that. Uh, stuff.
5: No, I mean everybody's different. Like some quarterbacks, they have their feet staggered, uh, where they're even. When they're taking a snap, some have one foot back. Sometimes it's one big fat, Mm -hmm. uh, one foot back farther. It just depends. Like wide receivers, you can tell all the time what they're doing, though. Because there's some receivers that are just like, if it's a run play, they're just sitting out there like J. And then if it's a pass play, they're like leaned down, ready to go. So you just kind of try to make it the same so people can't get a jump on you, know what you're doing. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's how those are the games within the game, though. We always talk about playing the game within the game. Uh, There's little things like. Um, when you watch and tape, you can tell how people tackle if they close their eyes before, or if they don't. Uh, so you kind of can set up how you're going to game plan. I mean, That's
2: one of my favorite things, but of course that requires superhuman reflexes to be able to read a, a defender and know that because you've told the story that there are certain guys that you would see as they would get close to you, close their eyes literally yeah. before they hit you and you know you have one extra juke in there to elude. Well,
5: I, I, there's a, I mean, Eric Reed's a safety in uh, San Francisco. He was a rookie, and uh, I remember playing them in London and they were slapping us. I mean, it was bad, but I, I knew that When we got to about two yards away, he would always duck his head. And anytime you duck your head, you just close your eyes. You're just hoping you grab something. So I was like, hey, man, like, don't do that. You know, like, next time you do it, I'm going to have to punish you, right, (laughs) just to let you know. And so he did it again. And – I set him up because I think he thought that I was going to try to run him over. I just kind of moved out the way and let him, let him go. But then also uh, Dante Whitner. I've got in. we me and him. I've studied him a ton. He's a guy that, you know, uh, similar to Ryan Clark, if they get you in a tight area or uh, Bernard Pollard, those guys, those they're like similar body types. If they get you in the alley, they're going to fire off and try to just end you. So I knew how to prepare for those situations, but if we're in open space, they weren't going to do that. So then I knew I had the advantage in those situations. So, you just you just learn how to play the game within the game and, and I think a lot of people think like, Oh, you just hand the ball off and you run. Like, no, 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 no. Like you get in that alley, you know, I wanna say, uh, Bernard Pollard hit the running back for the Patriots. He put he rewound him. Oh
2: yes, in the title in game. In the title was, game, matter that, that of changed
5: fact. everything, remember? That, I'm trying to think Patriots... who that
2: was. Yeah, he really uh leveled somebody. Was it a was it a
5: running back? It I... was, it was, it was he went to L S. U. You guys gotta get there. Running back from LSU, uh, not Bolden. No, 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 no. It was uh. Then he ended up going to the Jets. I forgot his name.
2: I, I'm uh. You yeah, know what I, I'm talking about. Yeah, I can remember the play, and I remember that that really felt like whoa.
5: Yeah. Um. And he saw, him. but you have to know if you study your opponent, you know that he's gonna give you everything he has in that area because see when you go into an alley, that see what people don't understand is the alley. Ridley. Steven Ridley. There you have it. Great, great, great find there. So Don't Steve,
2: point behind the glass. It I, want to you. See, they, I want it to seem like I came up uh, with it on my own. They,
5: yeah, I know, but I saw them working and doing a great job. So the alley is That's not how between to work. the tight end and the wide receiver. And as they're blocking their defender, sometimes it gets kind of squeezed in a little bit. And if you look, there's like a little alley that you can run through. And so that is – you know, they. Uh, I I used to uh, – funny joke. That one of my boys I used to tell you, are you going to tip the lady? Or tip the guy, and he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna tell her, don't run, don't walk in dark alleys at night." And so that was the running joke: is when you get in that little alley as a running back, they are gonna try to hit you, right? And and it's a dark alley; it's it's not nice in there. So you have well, to. Well, Trey
2: Boston is yeah. big on that, and another guy, and I know you call him your cousin and your TJ Ward. TJ Ward, let's talk about Monday Night Football. Oh, my goodness. He tried it, to destroy. What about Devontae Freeman trucking a couple of guys, yeah. including TJ Ward? What do right. you think of
5: that? I mean, Devontae Freeman is a low to the ground, so he has great low, lower center.
2: People of, uh, compare guy. Freeman to, to Maurice Jones. Yeah, I think
5: I think we – we uh, at one point in our careers – in my career and in, in his now, we, we have some similar traits. But he doesn't – I mean, he's a great runner out of the backfield. He shakes people. I mean, he made the one guy do the splits. I think it was Evans made him do the splits out there. So, I mean, he's playing lights out. But that alley – where he's running through, there's a reason he's running hard like that because you know if you don't, and we've seen it. You, you, you've you seen, uh, I want to say, the he got hit against Dallas in the alley by a guy coming. Sometimes there's linebackers, sometimes there's safeties. When you go in that alley, uh, it's crazy. I'll give you a great example. You guys know him as Shoelace. I call him uh, Tim uh, Denard Robinson from Michigan. He, uh they had him at running back, and I was coaching him as as we played because he 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 ran a four three two. He had all the abilities, but when he ran the ball in college, everyone was blocked, right? Because he's a quarterback, so it was like quarterback sweep left. Everyone's blocked, and you're just using your speed. And I said, listen, now there's going to be one or two guys. Guaranteed, there's going to be one guy. There may be two. You got to understand when you get in this alley that you got to be able to drop your shoulder. And so we were playing Tennessee, and Bernard Pollard's there, and. Um, he runs in the alley, and I, he runs upright because he's a track guy, and I and I kept telling him, you have to get low, you have to get low." And sure enough, man, he he didn't believe me, and he got met up, he met got met in that alley, and I was like, after the play, I was like, "Come here!" I'm like, "What'd I tell you?" He was like, "I know, but I really didn't think anyone was gonna be there." <laughs> And so that alley is. is well, a he's structure. like
2: 180. What happened to shoelace? That was uh, a great nickname. And I don't understand why people tried to insist on it being Dernard. We had a shoelace Robinson.
5: That should have. Yeah. Well, I, I think the biggest thing for Should have been a legend for a decade. People think it's easy to transition to running back. Like, it's just natural. Like, we see Ty Montgomery doing this. Like, oh, anybody can play running back. Well, Ty Montgomery's been hurt the whole year like he can't stay healthy because your body has to be conditioned for those hits your body has you to be- say
2: that all the time and i laughed that or didn't laugh but i i was skeptical but i've talked to a lot of football players who say that your body actually like a callus gets yeah. used to the hits i mean i don't think a doctor would agree with that well, but
5: well no no it does because you're you you train a certain way so ty montgomery put on 230 he became 225 pounds But he's still not used to getting hit like that, and so he doesn't know how to protect himself in those situations. A lot of those hits that he takes where he comes out of the game and the ribs or hand or shoulder is because he doesn't know how to protect himself, and he hasn't played that position enough. Even if you played it in high school, I mean, that's one level, but college is a big level where you can play that position and, and be able to train your body how to protect yourself.
2: Let's talk about now um, – I, th- I think it's interesting, first of all, uh, we don't need to talk about the Raiders too much here. Their their season is all but uh, finished here. But let's talk about your other two teams, Maurice. Right. We like to check in on them and get your thoughts. First of all, your Jaguars, since we've already started down mm-hmm. this road. We, I think, agree that this team is capable of going to the Super Bowl. But yeah. are they better off – because I feel like – Now they're – so they were this close. They were the Jesse James play away, and, of course, they would need to win their last two games to hold on to it. But they were this close to being the two seed. Is it better for them? I know you don't want to play a wild card game if you you don't have to. But in a way, I feel like the Jags are built to be better on the road. In this sense, if you dominate a team defensively the way that the Jags can – I think it takes the air out of the home stadium, right. and if you're and if you're on the road, like I think they're better served playing, let's say the Patriots or the Steelers on the road, because it, like if it gets to the sec- late in the second quarter and the home team has three points, then the whole place is going to get real nervous, and that's going to permeate down to the yeah, sidelines. I, I think
5: I think that that does happen sometimes, but we we played Pittsburgh in 2007. That happened, and they came roaring back, that we had to come back. Right? Um, I feel like the Jags are built to play anywhere. To be honest, it doesn't matter who it is. And then when the beautiful thing about it, uh, I think one and I, I said this in Jacksonville when I was there when I was talking to a lot of their people, like the one thing that they did that I can say was probably the smartest thing they've ever done was do that joint practice with the Patriots. Hmm. Because you keep bringing that, that up and that
2: must that, be something. Because I tell you guys. what,
5: think about this. They played everyone else, right? Uh, I mean, you had you played Kansas City last year. You played Buffalo last year. So you know what they're doing. Um, you've already played Baltimore if they make it. Um... You already played the Chargers if they were to make it. Uh, You've played Pittsburgh. Whip
2: Pittsburgh in Hines. In
5: Hines Field. That's got to be the – is
2: that the singular victory for them?
5: No. I I think they they had some other – I mean, I think the Chargers victory is the best one because they found a way to come back and OT and win the game, right? All those different things that happened. But then I also feel like, uh, hey, Colleen, how are you?
2: Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Philadelphia's own, and she's still going. She's – she was getting challenged in the Philly Power Ranks. Oh, here we go. She's wearing velour like a yeah. Philly girl. I love it. A velour sweat jacket? Now you're just turning into self parody,
5: the Wolf. Do you no remember
3: question. those juicy velour jumpsuits that everybody wore? Like yeah, you're that? wearing
5: one right now. Like, if I'd it's forgotten them. Not everybody wore, but. The- like I didn't want
3: I I had like an imitation one from Target.
5: No question. Yeah. <laughs> this is Target. This is Target. Target's
4: the best. What a best.
2: pleasure to see you once again, the wolf. We're hey. talking about uh the shakeup in the NFC just as you walk in here. And I think that the The shake- AFC.
5: We're talking about the AFC. I know, but I was
2: about to veer into well, that. All let right, me maybe I the AFC. Go ahead. Finish <laughs> let your thought. Finish. I'm sorry. Well, I get distracted well. by the Lord. So, so well, yeah, no
5: question. But I, I feel like Jacksonville. They're not afraid of anyone. There is no mystique of any team where that that does come into play a lot in the AFC. Um, And that practice, literally that practice, and if you read the reports, if you go back and read the reports of how those practices went, like the Jacksonville Jaguars were whooping them every day. Hmm. It wasn't even close. Like the receivers were dominating their DBs, even though a lot of the receivers were banged up. But then the Jags DBs were shutting down everyone. Like they were getting pressure on Tom Brady. So that practice breeds confidence at the end of the day. And when you end up playing against them, it's going to be like, all right, like, we've already done this. You already know what we're going to do. I
2: think it's interesting in this way is that we always hear, and I always laugh at uh, every locker room that ever goes deep into the, in, in, really in any sport, you always hear, no one outside this locker room believed in us. I feel like these Jags are different in that they, it's they not matter. any chip on the shoulder. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, we're all, we're all, uh, we're the best players. Like, yeah, well, well yeah but you guys have never did. yeah but so what like watch us play we're better – like Jalen Ramsey kind of like well, I'm, I'm the yeah. best player in the league so confident thing. Of that well, well he,
5: I mean their whole team is is kind of Paul Puzlesny is the is the the captain of the defense right they all listen to him when it comes to like you know how to study work ethic you know being a professional and then there's another side of this defense where it's just like romper room. Where they don't care, like from from <laughs> from the time from what I hear is the time they get in the locker room, music is playing loud before the game. They don't care, like guys are dancing around, having a good time, and they take that 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 bravado, that swagger, whatever you want to call it, to the field, and then they literally as a defense don't stop talking the whole game. They, I mean, I heard it's like from the the time like they're a like captain's barking at the other team, like you already know what time it is, like I don't even know how you showed be, up. I would be
2: that would be a scary uh, thing for me, whether it's Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger yeah. or anybody else. I would not want to play a team that is, uh, that's young and talented. We always hear about, give me veteran savvy. That's what we need. No, no. Give me young, athletic, fast. That's what would scare Wait, me. Wait,
3: what's the deal with the two receivers, uh, Jaden and Mickens? And the two
5: undrafted guys are killing, killing the league right now. Do
3: like, I need to pick them up in fantasy? Like, Is this I don't, a thing? I'm not in
5: the ship, so I don't know. I got knocked out this week. I am.
3: I beat my husband to go to the championship with Nick Foles. It was a crazy weekend. Wow. Muzzle tough to you. Everything's
2: turning up uh, everybody's way except mine. (laughs) Actually, I am in uh, my my, uh, championship against uh, Cousin Sal. Oh, look our, at you. In the kickout league. Who Ooh. will I kick out if I uh, – should...
3: Oh, my God. Uh, that's so much fun. I love this wrinkle.
2: I know. It's fun. Who
5: are you going to kick out?
2: I don't know yet. Don't see oh, we'll yeah, have we... to see how it all plays Who out. Who
3: kicked you out?
2: Sal kicked me out after I kicked him out before. So you going to okay. go back. You got to go back. Do I go back at yeah. Sal if you, I defeat him? You beat him, him and is then there, you kick him out. Is there someone
5: else with an S in uh, your league name? I'm trying to think. I'm sure.
3: Simmons, I guess. Right? Oh
5: yeah, Bill Simmons. so so what you do is you put like like all oh, this guy is out and you put a big S. <laughs> and then you start <laughs> to rip it each letter off and then have, it ends up being Simmons. I have, have, some, people yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. In I have some people who uh, who might uh, need to be they're on a the list? more nervous than other people. I yeah, know. There you go. So.
5: That's right. Well let's go to the NFC because
2: I want to talk about the NFC and I'm sorry the wolf because uh I mean your your team they're a fascinating bunch. Um well, you know what? I'm sorry. The, the, before we do move yeah. in, the one thing I did want to ask you about when because you, you're talking about the Patriots, do you see, because you mentioned uh, the Jags physically dominating the, the uh, Patriots there, the Wolf, I'll start with you. Do you, after watching the Steelers and Patriots game, do you feel more confident in the Patriots getting to the Super Bowl or do you feel like, wow, now over these last few weeks, Patriots struggling a little bit. You see, I don't know, Willie – you know, talks about there is not really a blueprint, or but it does seem to me that physically, yeah, that's where they can be had. You watch,
3: uh, I'm I could watching see that that
2: banging on them. I could see Bell doing it. No, again. you
3: know what? It's like everything goes their way all the time. At, like it's not even surprising that they ended up winning that game. That was a touchdown. Should have been a touchdown. I know the rule is the rule. What it is, whatever. I don't believe in it. I don't. I don't agree with it. But. They're uh, watching the fact that they won that game, of course they're going to win more. Like, of course they're going to be fine. Everything breaks their way all the time. They're the Patriots.
5: Well, I, I think it's similar to what happened in uh, Seattle with the Rams. Like, in order to beat the Patriots, you have to whip them. It can't – like, like Miami whooped them. Yeah. It wasn't even – like, there's no – you can't have it be close with them. For some reason, they get a lot of the breaks, which is fine. I mean, it is what it is. And, and again, if that's the rule, then that's the rule. But, I mean, the ball crossed the plane – I felt like it was I felt like it was a touchdown. Um the play after that, I don't know what to tell you. Right. I don't know how you
3: yeah,
2: how
5: you do that. Just spike the ball go just going.
2: Fine, but I will say just to defend seven a little bit. No,
5: there's no defending that.
2: I, there's no defending I, that. that. If you're he, a bet,
5: you've been in the league fifteen years or however long he's been. You spike the ball. It doesn't matter what comes off the sideline. Right. I agree with all
2: that. But I but I, as I continue to look at this play, the one other that this isn't really even the defense of him, but if he does throw that ball a little further ahead and a little lower, at minimum it's incomplete and they go to over. overtime. Well, this is, this uh. is
5: the, no, this is the issue, first and foremost. Whenever you don't run a spike play, you never run an in I know. Because everyone's in there. You throw a fade. I Just know. throw the ball out – so you can throw the ball out of the yeah. end zone or it's incomplete, right? Or it's either complete or out of the end zone. You don't throw a slant. And your guy – Bad job. Seven – Gives them the slant call. They slowed it down, and you, sh- you see them look at them and give them the whatever whatever their number is or whatever the signal is to run a slant, and the guy runs it.
2: I don't want to talk
3: about it. Was it was bad. It was really bad.
2: Let's get to it. The weekly Q&A as we jump into a little NFC
3: It's time oh. for the Q&A. Here we go. What, what, do, what do you say? say?
2: It's going to be <laughs> a,
3: a great, great day. day.
2: It is yeah. time for the Q&A.
3: All right. See, that gets
2: better. Somehow it's getting better. It's time like
3: wine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, all right, the Wolf. Your Eagles um, are, you know, they survived their first test post Carson Wentz I mean
3: the Giants survived. how what kind of test is that survived I know come on hey. Jim Schwartz what is going on with the defense was was Carson Wentz actually the MVP of the defense I'm freaking out a little bit I
5: was going to tell you this um the Rams found out who Waldo is on that defense and it's those two corners Jaylen other, Mills than, other than Darby so not Darby it's was it Watkins Patrick it? Robinson
3: Watkins and Mills Watkins
5: and Mills are the two guys that they're going to people are going to attack the rest of the year It's a problem. It is. It's a problem. And that's what you saw in that game. I mean, those. What did the king kid. Got a pass on it. Wasn't on Tavares King. It wasn't on Darby, was it? It was on. I think it was on Mills.
3: I think it was on Mills. But the the fact that Eli had an amazing game, he hasn't done that in like two years. And then to do it against the Eagles, whose defense is supposed to be so well, stout,
2: especially the specific matchup that offensive line against that pass rush, that you would have figured the Eagles would eat him up. I had a yeah.
5: I had a an Eagle fan get in my mention and say, "Well, we all know that everyone plays each other tight." In divisional games. Well, I saw a divisional game where it wasn't close at all. <laughs> That's right. So don't give me <laughs> that. I don't want to hear that.
3: Well, so I was on the plane flying back, and we don't have live TV on the plane. And so I am living and dying by – told you m-
5: you got to switch flights. You tripping.
3: I have tried. I've flown out of Philadelphia, out of Newark, out of JFK. I've tried United, American, Delta. None of them have it. None of them. I've tried everything.
2: What a, I thought we were on our way about a half decade ago to that- – J- just standardly having live TV on every flight. United has live TV. If
3: I, if I was I, a
2: tease. Remember that every t- every back yes. seat had that little TV. Now it seems like that's inconsistent now. Well, what I gives. Could,
3: if I connected, I could do it. But like, it's already a six hour flight.
5: Yeah, I mean, and I the
3: winter, watch. whatever. So I'm not gonna sit here and complain against about my flights, but. I am sitting there, and I'm living I li- and I like dying. like four
2: minutes after she started complaining about it. I'm not going to sit here
3: and complain. <laughs> By my Twitter timeline, and I'm watching like all of the responses just like go, and I see that the Eagles basically are like about to get beat at the very end of the game, and I seriously started screaming on the plane when they didn't. Screaming. It's fine.
2: I don't know, the Wolf. What
3: you got to do, yo? It was the most stressful thing I don't know,
2: because I really believe in the the emotional aspect of getting into the postseason and and how you perceive yourself as a team. It feels this way to me, having watched for many moons. It seems like you want to have sort of a devil-may-care attitude. I've always been struck by – that it's not a coincidence that Marty Schottenheimer and his chief disciple, Bill Cowher, both struggled in big games that their teams were supposed to win because I think they create a mindset in their team. Man, I mean, it's fun to watch in NFL films when in the pregame. Man, there's a glee. <laughs> this is your opportunity to etch your name into history. What you do in these next 60 minutes will define you for the remainder of your life. Is like... Hey coach, I don't need that additional pressure, man. Right. I don't need I don't need that frame of mind. Like, <laughs> in a weird way, that this passionate Bill Belichick, just go do your job, everybody. I'm not gonna right. give you a pep talk, is better. I almost would rather be the Jags like, let's go on the road. I'd rather be the team that's where Nobody thinks we're gonna win, so right. we may as well that's just go play anyway. to What? And I almost feel like the Eagles, as much as I think you don't wanna be L.A. traveling up to cold Philly. I don't think you want to be New Orleans or any of those teams.
5: I mean, New I also, Orleans
3: has done it before, though, in Philly, in the playoffs.
5: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the NFC, and this is something I said probably like four weeks ago, that number one seed, you the one thing you don't want to go through, you don't want to go through Minnesota. No. No one wants to go
2: through I zone. but I wanted to because how fun would it be for them to host the NFC title game no matter who wins it.
5: I heard that I heard it's gonna be so hard to do that though, because it, the league they would have to host it and then have like ten days to turn around or what is it how many ever was it two weeks I want to say now? Would you Yeah,
3: take, because of the buy yeah, would
2: you guys take your luggage if you are the visitor, let's say it's the Saints. And you're going to play the Vikings in the title oh, game. This do you is take cocky. Do you take a fortnight's worth of clothing so that you don't have no, to go back because to because you Orleans. you have
5: to go back to New Orleans for what? For that week, that I week. wouldn't.
2: I'd be like, nope. I'm. T- I, I, I. That would be my announcement. Have to oh, I'd in the locker room after the divisional round victory, and we're going up to to Minnesota next week. I'd be like, I'm packing for a month. Oh my I'm, god,
3: you completely jinx, jinx yourself. We'll see. We'll,
2: we'll see you Vikings, and we'll see you next Sunday. And I'm packing all my stuff, and I'm just gonna leave it in the locker there for uh, for the. Super- <laughs> that's a great. That's a great thing if you do that.
5: I, I I think you were talking about you were talking about the speech and the and then the. The pressure that comes with it. Imagine bringing a month's worth of clothes and then losing. <laughs> no, like, you know, like, but I do think that you, sometimes these coaches they, they they talk too much. Like, look, we've done all the talking throughout the week. Like, it's time that yeah we should just relax, have a good time. Like, I I and I only go back to this because I we called the game, but the Rams like before the game in the hotel, like on the flight up, they were just chilling. Like, it was like guys are playing I love music. That. I mean, guys are asleep halfway through the the walkway. You're stepping over people trying to go to the bathroom. Like they were, they knew that they had put the work in that week to do what they had to do. Now it was just kind of trying to put the, I guess, the pen to paper yeah. to make it work. But like, there was no extra. Like we we did all this to, like, no. Man. Well, but cool. you know what though? I feel like,
2: see, you're in it since high school and beyond. The Wolf and I represent the fan and Uh the fan, the incongruity. I agree that that's what you want the players to be, but the fans, we love these, we love these hype, you know, I, I made essentially before the Steelers Patriots game, what essentially amounts to a hype video. Oh, I loved it by the
3: way. We had it on game day. I think
2: that that's what you, I, I think the fans love that. Like, this is what this is all about. It all boils down yeah, the, the legacy of the steel, All that kind of stuff. That, but you don't want the players doing
5: that. But, no, that's no, so what I'm saying. Like, like Tomlin did that, like, three weeks beforehand. They were interviewing. He's like, oh, yeah, we know we got the Patriots in a couple weeks. Like, we already know what time. It's going to be a huge game. It is what it is.
3: What coach did you play for that was the coolest in terms of just, like, being chill about everything and not over the
5: top? Gus Bradley is the most chillest coach ever. Really? Oh, I was a vet, so he was like, "Oh, you're good. Like, don't." I'm coaching these young guys. I gotta make sure, like. But then when I was with Coach Maurice, Del Rio, leaves
2: the rock locker room on Sunday afternoon. See you next Sunday morning, Maurice. <laughs> hey,
5: we've had some issues, some situations. I've not issued situations like that. Not me. But I, I remember us playing, um, us playing Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, and Coach Del Rio like saying this speech about you know visualizing the game being over and us driving back through that tunnel. Right. And, and being victorious and like, yeah, that was great and everything. But, dude, I, I got to make sure that I don't get my teeth kicked in right <laughs> throughout these 60 right. minutes. So, I mean, it just depends on, you know, it, I don't know. I just I've been I've had all time. I've had Coach Malarkey, who has been a stickler. Right. Like, so you see the Titans. I know what those guys are going through right now. I've been in that situation where. You know, guys are going to be they're they're putting pressure on you every day to be the best and do those certain things. And then I've had Gus Bradley where he's just like, "Hey, man, like you're here for a reason. Like we we, we brought you here. Go make go do your thing." And
2: I so th- in the 21st century, in other words, Newt Rockney plays in movies, but it doesn't play in NFL locker rooms. I can't imagine.
3: Imagine if you're if you had a boss What's like that. that? What? What's what? Like if if a boss was constantly breathing down your neck, like pressure on you, like you're better than this, or uh, uh, someone who was like more of like a supportive. Every
5: Tuesday, imagine this, imagine this, every Tuesday here at the NFL Network or wherever you work, they bring people in to take your job. And you see them. Like you're in the locker room like, hey, man, what are you doing, man? Oh, yeah, they just brought us in. It's my worst nightmare. Like every Tuesday (laughs) it's like that. And then sometimes they'll do it on a Wednesday and Thursday right in front of you. And, and so when I tell people, like... It's
3: like Hunger Games. It is.
5: It really is. And so literally, you are, like, you see these guys, 36, 37 years old, full beards gray. Because they're stressed <laughs> out all the time. Like, that was one of the reasons I got out of the game so early. It was like, it's just too stressful now. It's not fun anymore. I stopped having fun because yeah. I'm looking around like, dude, am I am I next? I'm getting older. Like, when's the, the the guy coming to get me? Oh, I would hate like, that. It's, it's the yeah. worst thing ever. And so as a young kid, you're like, oh, I don't care about it. But as you get older each year... You start to look at it. I, I remember I just got paid a lot of money, and then the Jags drafted Rashad Jennings. I was pissed.
3: Oh, my God.
5: I was pissed. Because I was like, you guys didn't even give me a chance to be the guy. Like, what are you doing? And it wasn't because of Rashad. It was because you just paid me and told me I was going to be the guy. You just drafted another guy there to take my spot already. Like, come on, what are you – and then you drafted another guy after that. And then you drafted another guy after Imagine that. Imagine how Glennon felt. Right. Think about that.
2: How about, well, you what? it is interesting what it does tell you about the mental fortitude of your guy, especially a quarterback. I don't want a quarterback who struggles the way Mark Sanchez did when they brought Tim Tebow in. Yeah. Like, you know, what? yes, it, it theoretically yeah. will make you stronger mentally, but not,
5: but Alex not Smith, if you like We saw the opposite right. with Alex Smith. Alex Smith yeah.
2: soars. Well, look challenged. at
5: Tom Brady. Right. Think about Tom Brady. Yeah. How many guys they draft in the second round, third round, uh, behind him that don't make it or they get traded away? Yeah. Brian Mallett, uh, Brian Hoyer was there. Jimmy Garoppolo, how good Jimmy Garoppolo is right now, and he was the backup to Tom Brady. Like, it'd have been easy for the Page to be like, all right, Jimmy, like, we'll let you go. We'll let Tom go, give you the reins. No, no. Like, and so it's pressure every day you step on the field. Like, it's not, and, and that's what I try to explain to people. Sunday is the fun day. That's why it's like, oh, yeah, let's have it. Monday through Saturday is stressful because literally you can do something, one thing wrong, and they'll be like, all right, you got to sit down. You're done. Oh my like, God. and it's literally that. And then when you get in the playoffs, Oh. There's that's no a, way. that's a different type of stress.
2: Well, the other thing that I've heard from a number of uh of pro football players is that the hitting
5: Oh, everything amplifies.
2: No, But that but ratchets up and guys who have never been in a playoff game get hit. Guys who've been in the league for a while get hit in January and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the Oh, it's it's up another level yeah. here now."
5: Well, I, I always tell people I we went to the divisional round and it, and don't get me wrong, it was it was one of those ones. It was like, "Uh, the hitting was like – we were so used to hitting it was okay. Um, it's the fourth preseason game to me. is like the worst game ever in football because oh, – That's
3: so interesting, If you yeah. think about
5: it, there's – especially the way they're doing it now where they're just cutting – you have 90 people and then you just cut all of them off at the end. Like, that's the worst game because everyone's fighting for a spot. Like, your livelihood is on the line. And don't be a vet in that fourth preseason game having to play. Like, it's crazy. So, you have that part of it and then you go to the playoffs where you have – like the best of the best playing at a high level, and you got to run and do those things. I mean, the Cincinnati game, the Cincinnati Pittsburgh game two years ago. Y- yes, it was a rivalry, but oh, it was also, was but it was also winner go home. There is no series in this situation like basketball or like baseball where you're, mm-hmm. oh, you can have you can mess up one game, and we'll just bounce back. No, 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 no.
2: I always appreciate the pro football teams from Ohio because they, they both serve as a reminder. No matter how bad things get for Steelers fans, it could always be worse. One of those two teams. Hey, Emma VP, let's get to a couple uh, more questions here, shall we? And let's start off with this one. I don't know who sent this. Uh, I think uh, we'll see it here in a second here. Does Mike Zimmer deserve more credit for the job he's doing, which is weird. This one comes to us from uh, Mikey Harris eighty eight. And okay. I feel like it's weird when when what you first hear it because it sounds chip on the shoulder. I feel like Mike Zimmer has gotten credit. What does is the then you- issue have to do with anything? He, he
5: didn't have to do anything with that. With what? With AP? Yeah. With the, the whole situation, the league suspended him. It was over.
3: I guess like dealing guess. with like not Empire having him, AP thinking injury, that they were going to have him and then not. The
2: injuries, his own health, so on and so forth. Case Keenum, a lot well, of the,
3: he, the quarterback situation there alone. Like, well, look at what I mean.
2: Well, I guess do. I guess in light of the fact that everybody is giving it and rightly the coach of the year award to uh, to Sean McVay. As it should be. Right. But Zimmer, deser- I guess the bottom line he's is, dressed- I guess we we basically no, just he- need to affirm the question. Yeah, yeah. he deserves a lot but of credit remember, for what he's
5: done. You got to remember, they did this last year. I know they did it last year with Sam Bradford, and then somehow, somewhere on long lines, this is let that me offensive say
3: this. line right. was the issue, and they went year. and they
5: addressed it. But I think this is the biggest thing that I, I try to explain to a lot of people about coaches: when you're in the building till three a.m., two a.m., one a.m., and then you're back at the building at six a.m. There's a thing called sleep that you don't get. Yeah. And that's where your health issues come from. That's where you start to get hurt. Like, when you're in the building and you're, again, that pressure, that constant stress of trying to pick the perfect play all the time, that affects the your mind, body, and soul. And we've I've seen coaches have to, like – Miss practices, missed days because they're at the hospital trying to make sure they didn't have a heart attack. All these different things. Dick Vermeil uh, comes to mind. There are a number yeah. of coaches who have and, and it, had legitimate even Bruce uh, Arians, health. issues. Yeah. Right. Right. So so think of so and, and this is just from someone that I know, uh, a couple people I know in that in that organization. He was like that last year. And two years ago he was like that. Like where he was in the building all the time. This is the first year they said that Coach Zimmer's kind of been, Hey, get out of here by about six, seven o'clock, guys, or ten o'clock or whenever it is, wow. make sure you get home. Because you have to get rest. It's, this is a long season. Chaz
2: Knoll, back in the day when coaches were obsessively sleeping on the couch for three yeah. hours, would say, I forget the exact quote, but it was something to the effect if you don't uh, know what you're doing by, yeah. by end of business, then, then you're doing he, something Spagnuolo wrong.
3: even said something uh, the first week he was in there, and he was like, My wife is already yelling at me because I'm not sleeping and I've been here
5: all week. He, and he's crazy. I'm yeah. not, listen. Tony Dungy said it best, and and, and I'm gonna get back to to Coach Zimmer because he does deserve credit. Coach Tony Dungy said it best: if if we if you were working somewhere else, and it took you extra time to do what everyone else is supposed to do in a certain amount of time, you're gonna get fired. So why in football, why in college or in coaching is it you gotta outwork the guy? No, 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 no. That's just people that don't know what they're doing. And for someone along the lines, they were like, oh well, this is what I'm gonna do. Do we know what Belichick should I should ask a good question for yeah, McGinnis yeah. or
2: somebody else, but is is Belichick a guy who's just always burning the midnight well, oil or
3: it seems like in football too, especially, like even even in this environment where it's like Everyone is trying to outdo and prove themselves. I'll do the next person's. Like I-, I watched every single minute of every single game. I've spent all day, like just watching film and watching tape, and not having any type of life whatsoever.
5: When someone tells people, people tell me that I just laugh because at the end of the day, it's football. It's like right? I, you know what?
3: Congratulations! I, it's not you like know that what? with any other sport.
5: This, this is
2: maybe would offend you and your ilk. But I, I that's exact what you just said is exactly right. It's just football. This thing of this this ongoing thing that I mean it permeates all levels. It's in personnel and in yes. scouting yeah. and in Xs and Os. Ha <laughs> Dave, I don't think you really understand football or the condescending by the, the hierarchy goes Head coaches at the podium condescend to the media, and then the the hard boiled media guys condescend to people like me, and then those people condescend to the fans. You don't really understand. Exactly, it's football. If it were that hard, when, when, it's if it a were game. that
5: hard, how would these we people? We all enjoy a game. When, when people Come tell on. me I've watched every play,
3: I'm like, why? <laughs> like you didn't. Why need to, for what? You didn't need to watch that game this week. No, it doesn't matter. It, it, yeah, like
5: I, it's so funny. I remember you don't really get it's it's football. I have a I have a I have a couple. I'm
2: not building a rocket that's right. uh, trying to land no. on Mars. Well, I have a. You're just have
5: a smart with your time
3: and efficient with what you do watch.
5: It's all it is is college. When you go to college as a freshman, you learn time management. You learn exactly what to do. Somewhere along the line, coaching and I have buddies that are in the coaching ranks and in in the scouting department. And I told them, well, they'll call me, hey, man, like, I heard you say this. And I'm like, yeah, bro, because guess what? I just watched the tape, and the first thing I saw, I was like, you know what? This is what I like about this guy. This is what I don't like about this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and study one person for for 13 days. Because at the end of the day, what I saw in the first hour is going to happen on the 13th day in the last hour. Just, it, it, I don't know,
2: know if this is 100% accurate or not, but I've asked, I think, Ross Tucker – and Sean O'Hara and Jeff Schwartz, our are, uh, are, uh, um, yeah. food block, our, our offensive lineman game, uh-huh. each this question, and they all have the same answer. I say, like, how long does it take you to divine whether or not a lineman can make it in the NFL? How many series do you need? Oh, I can see five plays. And that's it. Like that really? I can tell you that. Just, I can see with his posture, the way he sits. You know, I, I can tell you if he's good. That's if he really did.
4: interesting.
5: You can, you can scout. And and I don't want to take away from scouting because it does take a certain eye. You have to have a certain eye for talent, and then you have to have it be innovative. Like, okay, this guy may be not good at this, but he may be good at that to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But it, it should only take you. Literally, it should literally take you one person. It should take you about an hour at most, and that's with you like all right, blocking, hitting every check check box they have or whatever box they have, checking every box. To, like when I scout these dudes, and, and nine out of ten times I'm right. Like it's not like scouting running backs is not hard. So Alvin Kamara, I said, listen, I didn't see him run between the tackles, so I can't scout that because I never saw him in college right. do it. But I know that he's a weapon on the outside, running routes and doing other things. Guess what? He can. I've never seen him do it, so I can't c- comment and on that. And it's
3: probably accelerated for you, obviously having played and having watched so much film and everything. Like it, it just comes easier for you to see those little nuances. Well, well, I'll
5: tell you, we used to watch tape, and literally, we'd watch the same plays over and over, and and I'm like, Coach, why are we watching? Like this week twelve, we don't have any new plays, and how these are the plays they gave us. So you're so you watch. Not only do we watch these plays in meetings with you, you watch them before, and then you're gonna go and watch them again because something's gonna change. Right.
2: Let's make a bet, and this is a this is gonna be a long bet. It's gonna be a long Ooh, time I like before the sound we of this. pay okay. that one off. Yeah. But let's do it anyway. Let's figure out. Let's each. I don't know. We'll figure out the specifics of it. But let's each ID like I don't know. Five guys, ten guys that are that are big name guys in the draft, and say this guy will make it, this guy won't make it, was, and one I year from it. now we'll decide, we'll see. Because I, I have a sneaking suspicion. I mean, I tell you, I, I mean, I don't evaluate defensive tackles from and how they're going to translate into the NFL because I have no ability to figure that out. But this notion that you don't really know what you're looking for in an NFL QB, I get, I can get pretty close. Uh, yeah, I'll
5: tell you this. Do you know that Aaron Donald? was passed up by 13 teams. Because he was smallish, right. I wouldn't know if he would translate that is or like, not. Like, think about that. There's guys that have been – Tom Brady. And, I, and, and I'm not – because Tom Brady in college was okay. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't, like, just Peyton Manning in college type of thing. Those dudes get wrong more times than they're right. There's like a forty percent se- uh, successful. Rate That's right in, in in scouting. Wow. Yeah. That's-
2: well, Imagine- the really good teams hit at about fifty-eight percent. The really bad teams hit at about forty-two percent. Either the way, Browns you're awfully close to fifty-fifty yeah. there. Right. <laughs> so it's not like you're you, these. You're not in. None of these scouts or personnel guys are infallible, and yet that doesn't prevent them from condescending at every turn. Imagine being scouts. How dare we? Like, weigh in on something. I
3: beat myself up over game picks every week, and I'm like, I can't believe I missed that one like I can't imagine being a scout for a team and then missing a talent like Aaron Donald in the draft
5: yeah there's there's that's a great point can you
3: imagine the, I would just I would shame myself and beat myself up about, forever that, about imagine stuff about like that, that
5: scout that was like Aaron Donald is going to change the game at defensive tackle and we got him at 13 with the Rams oh my God. right and think about that. What is that guy doing now? I don't even know who that guy is, but whatever he's doing now, somebody needs to find him. I can't <laughs> believe we, we
2: went uh, so long on all this in in uh, what I consider to be compelling conversation. We barely got to any questions. I want to get one more okay. in your MVP. We got to do but this But yes, one.
5: Mike Zimmer does uh, deserve <laughs> credit. This for. is the
2: last we'll see.
6: Circling back to Mike
3: Zimmer. High five. Before, uh,
2: before uh, the Christmas holiday arrives. So I want to get this in. Uh, worst holiday tree. the wolf. We start with you. There's
3: no such thing as There's a no worst holiday tree.
2: Egg, not... Well, Dave, I love eggnog. Drew egg Perkins, egg. Perkins Drew Perkins asks about eggnog okay. candy cane fruit
5: cake. Is eggnog have like vodka in it?
3: Well, no, I, I make could. it with now rum.
5: Run. You make it with rum. I can
3: do one because it's kind of oh, heavy, no. but I love I'm going to have eggnog tonight. We're doing Ugh. a little uh, Christmas thing at our house.
2: Don't do uh thanks for the invite. The um, You
3: can come. It's just me, John, and my friend Kristen.
2: The um, <laughs> the oh. uh the it, people buy eggnog you may not Stop. like it with the heavy like the one you buy in the carton I'm at the grocery nothing with, with some cinnamon in it. No, good. make go the extra mile, the wolf. Get a recipe online, I get a really good one, and make scratch. it. That's make like, it, It's really good. That's like drinking
5: Ooh. peppermint schnapps.
3: No, it's not remotely uh, like that. I think I got some from those one time. Yeah, right. I don't know. If I nothing do to
2: do with that. The correct answer is go ahead, Maurice. I'll, I'll wait. All that
5: stuff that was down there, I was like, Ew. Except really? for like, I only like cookies. I like the gingerbread cookies. That's about it.
2: I don't even like those. But I'll tell you what's bad is uh, the worst of all candies. Well, maybe maybe black licorice. Black ri- licorice Ew. is the worst but of no all candies. don't give that
5: during like now. Though.
2: No. The wor- but of all the holiday treats, candy canes. Candy canes? It's cuz they look nice and they fit. They're they're this iconic item associated with the holiday, but it it allows it's everybody to orange. just Ignore the fact that they don't taste They're not
3: it. orange, they're orange. red. They're, the candy, they're what, red and what'd white. What did you
2: say? Candy cane.
5: Oh, I'm oh thinking, you're thinking uh, candy, candy corn. corn. I was thinking <laughs> candy, <laughs> corn. <I> was thinking <laughs> candy <laughs> corn. Give me a candy corn over a candy but, but, cane. But, yeah. any they're day. more but of like about a decoration. A candy cane with the, I, I don't like the regular red and white ones. I like the, the rainbow ones that you can buy and they have different. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm not
2: counting those. That's just, those so are the sweet. best ones.
5: Yeah, those are the best ones. Maurice,
2: did you earlier, You when I said Newt Rockney, you didn't. I don't know who that is. Newt Rockney. No, who is that?
3: I don't know who it is either. I was just kind of going along. You don't know who Newt Rockney is. I was Rockne trying to is. gloss over it, but I got to come clean now. Yeah,
2: yeah that's <laughs> this is this is the note. I don't know. Sure who, who second, is wait, it? Wait a second. You don't know who Newt Rockney is.
3: This is. You who sound is is like that? my husband. Like who is that? I don't know. No. You
2: ever heard of the Gipper? Oh yeah. Let's go out there and win one for the, the Gipper? Gipper. I've heard of that, but I don't know. Is he I don't the know Gipper?
5: What...
3: <laughs> newt rockney
2: is one of the most legendary coaches in football history no, he, uh. no he's not what?
5: <laughs> well, no, he's not. I mean, <laughs> can't be. he most certainly yeah. is um, i don't know what you want me to tell you
2: where did he when, coach
5: when did he coach
2: he coached notre
5: dame oh that's uh. why because i don't pay at notre dame no like who goes there yeah. who <laughs> wants to be in the middle of South Bend. I want to say, because I'm oh, That like was like right
3: grandmom's
2: favorite. Emma yeah. VP, we have a hard and fast. we got to stop right now. No, oh, we... we can
3: go a few more minutes.
2: All I don't right. see oh, Rosenthal yeah. lurking I want to do this real quick here. Wait, Rosenthal's back there? I don't see him no, lurking he, yet, he, no, so you're good. No, he can't drop stuff He set his, his laptop
3: down, but hey, he left. Keep
2: hey, him kid, away from me kid. today. I don't want anything to do with that guy right now. He's the guy that watches all the And we better luck next time. Dave. better luck.
5: what's going on with Miami?
2: What? Give it to Kent Brown. Okay, there are so many good questions here that we can get What do you mean what's going to? on
5: with Miami? They're I mean, going you to guys, the Orange Bowl. You guys can't beat a
6: quality team. That's they beat Notre Dame by 33 that's points. That's not a quality uh, team. They, they are not in the win top one 15. for the yeah, Dude, Kent Ken Brown's a
2: traitor to Pittsburgh, dude. He's a traitor. He roots for uh, the yeah, Miami he, Hurricanes he to beat to Pitt. Pitt. Whose and then, they lost, is then they that? got slapped. Kent Mike Brown's accent. I know.
6: <laughs> yeah, it happens. Dude, no, it, it happens.
2: Happened. Dude, you seen Roethlisberger on that last play. What was he doing, dude? Should spiked that thing. Go to overtime, dude. Yeah, right? that was a bad throw. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Kent Brown, but by the way, Kent Brown has impeccably bad timing for texting me during Pittsburgh sporting events. He's a Pittsburgh native, of I what. love it. He texted me. In the third period of Penguins playoff oh, games, no. like, what a goal that was. Like, man, don't tweet me. I have children. I'm DVR in these games. I can't be watching everything live like you. Devil may care. I you don't watch it live? I'd like to. I have children. What do you want me to do? Yeah, these were Eastern Conference down.
6: Championship playoff games. These weren't, like, the Thank first you. round. Well, of this, the first. I wow. All right, don't take a, a bath. Hey.
2: Hey, babies, no dinner for you tonight. I got to watch Crosby they well, are supposed to cook
5: it beforehand, <laughs> and then they're supposed to sit down like a true fan, like my kid <laughs> uh, So here, I got a great One story. One and a half year my, old. This is why I only have my dogs. Oldest, my oldest son was born after our playoffs, so he never witnessed the Jags in the playoffs. So he was so excited to find out that the Jags won that he's been talking trash to my other son, no. who was a Raiders fan, who last year was all on his back. About being a Jags fan. So he was like, oh, man. This dad, is so funny. I don't care. Anything can happen. The Jags went to the playoffs. That's what he told me. <laughs> so it's a beautiful thing. So guess what he does? That's fun. Popping Bortles. Hey, pop, popping Bortles. <laughs> Having a good day. He liked that. He uh, he sits down and he watches Warriors basketball, because we're all big Warriors fans, uh-huh. Jaguars football on Sundays if they don't have anything to do. And, or he'll text me like, how are the Jags doing in the middle of the Rams game? I'm like, bro, I don't know. <laughs>
2: Warriors, Aww. Sixers, what a finals we got in store for us! Oh, Did they win last God. night? I, th- I think. I don't know. By the way, I don't Obes know if the team. Warriors are gonna are gonna
3: survive
5: the West. There
3: uh, might be some challenges.
5: Who? Nothing. Houston? Come on!
3: That game the other night against oh. the Thunder,
5: Embiid was so good. But yeah, but Russell uh, Westbrook had the last laugh.
2: I want to ask about this real quick. Kent Brown's on the microphone, and he te- so anyway he texts me about twenty one seconds before the Steelers and Patriots kick off in Heinz Field. With I mean, not about the Steelers game either. Just text me right before, like, yo, dude, I me and my uh, brother were talking who's what uh, what college has produced the best NFL triplets? Oh, I think it's a fascinating question. It Notre is. Dame has produced that, and we're not talking about college deeds. We're talking about guys they went to the same college and and who had the best NFL careers. Notre oh, Dame okay. goes obviously goes Montana and Tim Brown. and I guess, you go, oh, and Jerome Bettis. Bettis or Paul Horning. Or Paul Hornung? I think you probably go Horning the there. he up there then. No, not really. Who's their, you...
6: who's their running back? They've had a bunch of them. I Ty think. Wheatley. Yeah, you had, You have, Who's their receiver? Braylon Edwards. No, that's as of late. I thought they've. Amonti Toomer? They don't have a top tier receiver.
2: Who's the use? The best one? Oh. The one that's hard to beat? And I. Was I was going to say Pitt. Well, guess what? Yeah, you know, I'm also then going to say Marino. Marino. I told you, Miami. I'm going to go Marino, Dorsett. Tony Dorsett is yep. one of the five best running backs of the Super Bowl era, even though people don't seem to
5: acknowledge okay. that Florida could be
2: one, too. And then Larry Fitzgerald's a top five
5: receiver oh, wow. in NFL why history. Not, why too.
6: not Florida?
3: That's a great one, yeah. I don't
6: who's, know how you're going to beat Florida's that. Who's Florida's quarterback? Running back, they have Emmitt Smith. Who's their receiver? They don't have a great Collinsworth. Like, who would it be? Percy Harvin. What, yeah. about,
5: what about those? But are, here's
6: Miami. How about Jim, Jim Kelly? Either, either Frank Gore or Edger and James for I career Gore. Yeah, the fact that they and have then, those And then Michael Irvin. That's really Okay, strong. well, that doesn't beat Pitt. No, but it's close. Well, it's it close, does. but it doesn't the quarter, beat Pitt. I'd rather
5: take his quarterback than
2: yours. You would not rather have Jim Kelly than Dan Marino. He went to the Super Bowl four times. Four. Dan Marino never went. The wolf.
3: I don't know. When you have two running backs yeah, that pick, are that level. But here's the underrated I got to go with Kent she, on this one. The
6: underrated one, Emma's Syracuse Orange. You oh. have McNabb McNab. at quarterback, okay. but then they have Jim Brown yep. or Larry Zonka, but or Jim or, Brown, and then Marvin ooh. Harrison or Art Monk at receiver. That's, wow.
2: That's or really Joe Harrison. Morris, too. I know he's not going to beat out uh, Jim Brown, but he's, uh, you know, he was – That's no right. McNabb
5: and well. Harrison played a year together, too. I'm yeah. trying to, – UCLA had to have a wide receiver, man. I'm just trying to think. Freddie, Freddie J.J.
2: Stokes, Freddie Mitchell.
5: Those are – Fred Those are the guys – Mike at, Girard, at, at like, Michigan. I mean, that's State, about it.
6: Michigan State's the one that you brought up that's pretty underrated.
2: Yeah, Michigan State, say? Earl right Morrill or Kirk Cousins, so it's not as good no. a quarterback. But no. Earl Moral was had a, a, one more games in the undefeated is. 72 season for Me the either. Dolphins <laughs> than Bob Greasy What
5: about did? Navy? What about Navy or Army? Oh, that player. is a great one. I that's don't know. Like,
3: that's one that people forget about, too. Yeah, because
5: back in the day, they were like the powerhouse in college, right? So they had – you, you have Staubach, Staubach, obviously. Back. No so receivers, though. They should. They should have had – you got to look it up. I think they, that's –
2: Napoleon McCallum. 19. At running back, it was good. Um, but also, what about Stanford? Ooh, no, Cal. I was going to say Cal. Stanford. Well, Stanford has James Lofton, Andrew Lucker, John Elway. So obviously, nope. Elway. Nope. I don't know who their runner Cal is. Cal has the best current Nelson in the league because uh. you would have Aaron Rodgers, Keenan Allen,
5: and, and Marshawn Lynch. Peace mode. Yeah. 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 That's
6: the best current one. For Holy sure. in hell. That's a, a and they were
5: one. And this they were almost question. there at the same time, too. And guess who beat him?
3: <laughs> this UCLA. guy.
5: UCLA slapped like- him. What's crazy is – so
2: wait, so Texas doesn't have a good quarterback? No. Ever. UCLA ha- Detroit, is not in yeah. this conversation. USC's best quarterback is Carson Palmer. So yeah, out. USC
6: would have a they really good one. Lin Swan, Carson Palmer, and then either Marcus Allen or O.J. Simpson. That, I, when, you got, oh, when, you got, when you got, when you got yeah. the
5: juice, then you're, you got the game.
2: Yeah, you got to
5: go. But the, Carson
2: Palmer, so that that renders them irrelevant yeah, in this Carson. conversation. Well, you better yeah.
5: hope that someone is that weird.
2: Out. Oklahoma, they got some. They got some because you got Adrian Peterson.
3: You don't almost have to do it like on a point. You Sam point
6: consider, You can't consider Troy. Oak. if you considered if you considered Aikman right. a quarterback for Oklahoma, sure, but he didn't finish. No, no, right. he no
5: he and he left it as like a, a sophomore or something. Right. I was going to say this. O.J. Simpson is the best running back to ever play football. And people people try not to say that, but for you to rush for two thousand yards in fourteen games, mm-hmm. just think about it. His season was over last week, and he had two thousand yards.
2: I, he's the only guy to ever do it, and people want, people like to forget about really that incredible. part of it. You're absolutely right. The two guys who suffer, actually Eric Dickerson, kind of falls into. He's this right too. there. He's right. If there. you want to evaluate, I mean, it is a different sort of your evaluation should be. I I I think is not the same as evaluating who the best quarterback of the Super Bowl era is. Mm-hmm. Because a quarterback, his window should be – if you know, if he gets bad luck and gets injured and gets on some bump teams for too long, that's an issue. But that guy should play 12 or 15 years. Good running backs, don't try and evaluate them. Frank Gore is great, and he probably winds up in the Hall of Fame. But longevity to me is not – the and Jerome you Bettis can. and those guys are fine. The, the guys who have at running back that five-year window – and those guys, and look up their numbers, and it's hard to argue against O.J. Simpson, Earl Campbell, and Eric Dickerson. Look yes. at what those guys did for five years. Windows Easy. there, and it's—I mean—it's just monstrous. I'm with you. O.J. gets slept. Well, I mean, I guess he deserves it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so d- let's
3: let's dig Let's that try to make more. a serious-minded
2: case for O.J. Simpson and why we need to appreciate him more as a society. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> no, I'm taking
3: my velour and I'm leaving.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree that uh, the candy canes are bad, though, right? I want to think. Of I wonder. don't
3: like to eat I candy like canes. I like to decorate with candy. One. Candy canes. I want
2: to say I one thing. Do. Emma well, V.P. is a is a Grinch because she doesn't want us to talk about Christmas. But I like those peanut blossoms. Well, you know the ones that are like they have peanut butter kind of cookie, and then you take the Hershey Kiss. I don't even know what that is. You never had one of those.
3: I don't know.
5: We I'm gonna tell you. We used to decorate the tree, and then the candy canes. We'd eat them after Christmas.
3: Yeah.
2: As the tree as we wrap it up. Best Christmas gift you ever got? The wolf.
3: Oh my god! Uh, I have no idea.
2: Got a good one when you were a little kid?
3: Uh, I got a. a skip it that I really liked and go, go my walking pop. I remember that was a thing that I was really into.
5: Maurice. I don't even know what that is. Uh, or light,
3: bright, light, bright.
5: I mean, my best gift was always like clothes. Clothes. Yeah. Just because you just, you know,
2: light, bright, clothes. Mine was the gift of getting to be with my family.
3: Oh, you guys set me up on this that one.
5: Set up for him.
3: What the heck? And Whatever. And I'm
5: still going with light, bright. <laughs> and it's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>
2: I, mean, I guess I'm just a better person than you guys. You know, I just to me. I. You know what?
5: I don't know. I understand.
2: Have you guys ever meaning. used
3: LightBright before? Have you ever played LightBright? I don't know. What that is. It might be life-changing. You know what?
2: For you. Now that I'm thinking about it, you're right. Forget this time with the family. LightBright, it is. Light. No, actually, it's in television. 1980. We got that in television. That was a life. Yeah. All right, for the wolf, play the music real quick again because I'm not possibly going to be able to get that one done. Go ahead, Emma VP. All right, for Emma VP, Rosie we had great times right in uh, Emma VP and I had uh, good times visiting the banks of the three rivers. That was nice. Eddie Spaghetti, everybody behind the glass, have a happy holidays. The wolf, you too, have a good one.
3: Thanks. Happy Hanukkah.
2: Thank you. While well, we do it all, Maurice. Your family, happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to well, one more time. See, I oh my God, that. you know what? Can we bring Rosenthal in here and give him the ceremony? Rosie, come Christmas in here. Whipping for what his team did, just very quickly. I because I do legitimately want to ask uh, the uh, the king who sits on the throne of ease here on uh,
4: around the.
5: We'll see how ease that throne is when them jaguars All come right. to town.
4: I hope it's the jaguars, not the ravens. That's the team. of more- – Is that true? Yeah.
5: They don't have an offense.
4: I have a nightmare of, of going to cover the Ravens in Minneapolis this year. Oh, I feel no. like this is going to happen.
2: All purple, the Grimace Bowl. That'd be uh. fun if it were Vikings uh, no, in that. No, it wouldn't. Uh, well, I, all right. I, I. It's not what I'm rooting for. But for real, how do you live with yourself?
4: How, do, how does the Steelers' defense not get a stop at the end?
5: They gotta stop. Well, I mean, how, yeah. how, how about the, Davis has yeah. to catch that ball? How about how about,
4: how about the Steelers' offense don't go three three and out with two forty five to go? I how about like Ben they... Roethlisberger doesn't throw a terrible interception that another top five quarterback's not gonna throw? Do any of those things? Then you can another start complaining. I agree, five. but as we talk, or whatever about, another great quarterback. Another good was, quarterback. Are you
5: gonna put Russell Wilson at top five because he played.
4: That's fair. That was a bad. That's fair. I'm saying that was a terrible throw. It was one of the I first agree. plays. No, I, of course I agree. But Tom's are throw you now was bad
5: too? He just didn't capitalize on it. Would you dock Tom for that pick if Sean Davis would have caught it? That was a tip pass at the line of scrimmage. I an mean, oh, excuse. So was, yeah. so, was, so was Roethlisberger's. <laughs> no, it was a tip pick. Was it not a tip pick?
4: No, it wasn't. Tipped. Brady's yes, was, it was tipped it was in the, tipped right in oh, the oh, air. oh, yeah, got knocked away yeah. from Yeah, uh, it was tipped in the air. Year. It was the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, it was one on four, but hey, you got to go for it. But for real,
2: Rosenthal, try and look beyond, because if, let's say, by hook or by crook, the Jesse James touchdown stands, or even worse, though, Maurice's point, and we're playing hypothetical, obviously, but let's say Sean Davis gets that pick and deflected at the line, though it was. What is the state of mind for a Patriots fan right now?
4: I felt fine because I thought this game sort of doesn't matter. We, you've seen enough of these playoff games. The playoffs game is are what matters. Are you kidding and, I think, me? and the Patriots are capable of winning on the road, and they're capable of losing at home. They're not unbeatable. Are you unbeatable. in the road? That See, is, that on the, is In Pittsburgh. That oh, is a I. You yeah, really I the think the there's playoffs. no – I don't think I, the first game matters. You, you've been through – the playoffs are all that matters at this point. Right. So this game, it was an exciting game. But the playoff game is all that matters. And I give the Steelers a chance to go in New England and win, and I would have given this New England a chance to go I, to Pittsburgh but and win. You don't – I'm, really, I'm a you really that don't that see a major... talking about the Jaguars right now. Right, I we'll think the Jaguars about, can get that's, there
2: that's, I'm I'm again, that's that. crazy. Here's the path for the Patriots had they lost that game. Yeah? Rosie, if they lose that game, the Patriots, their path to the Super Bowl suddenly
4: becomes hosting you the become Chargers or Ravens. If you don't want the Ravens, well, you might get them in the first round. Right. If you lose – I think they'll get them now. I think Ravens are going to be the five seed. They'll 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 uh, De- go to New England. Decent chance. You never know. Ooh. Okay, and then
3: love that game. That would be a good game.
4: That means that the, the Ravens have to go oh, to I, KC and beat Ravens them. and yeah. So you think? So you're saying now Ravens go to KC? I'm saying I think the Ravens, the Jags, the Steelers, and the Patriots are all a lot closer. Then uh, us in the, the Cognoscenti I, say that any one of those teams, if things fall right, they can get through. I think Patriots all four are of not. us agree with that. Though. Okay. No, I don't. I think we, That's why I think being home doesn't guarantee anything. I, but I think the path becomes
2: so much more severe for the Patriots. If they had to have gone – Ravens at home, or maybe the Chargers at home. haven't Then to Jacksonville, then to Jacksonville to get physically beaten up before they go to Pittsburgh for the title wait, wait, game. Whoa, 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 that whoa, a pass whoa, that whoa. makes
5: it a, a much tougher. You're right. Whoa. You're right. Getting the right. right. buy, getting
4: the buy is the key thing. Well, oh, you skip a whole on. week. Hold on. That's nice.
5: Before you like New England's not going go to go. to Don't we have Jacksonville a show waiting? And, Our show is going to Jacksonville. I'm done with all of it. All right. Not going to go to Jacksonville and beat Jacksonville like that. Like get beat up and then win. Like no, you're going to get beat up and lose.
2: All right, if they do get – First and got, foremost, second for of all – For my rooting interest, if they're coming up there and they're beating up, that would have been fine. <laughs> we've seen teams do second that. Second of all,
5: let, me say, this, let of times. me say this, though. plenty Let me say
4: this. The England, Ravens being one of them. The, the yeah. New
5: England hasn't played well on the road at all in the playoffs. That's why the number one seed was so important, and that's why they had to win.
4: Well, they've also won game. like 17 out of 18 games on the road. I'm just saying – Not I'm in not the, not the that playoffs, weak. though. They're not good in the playoffs on the road.
3: I want to see Patriots and Ravens. Right or wrong? I'm not I'm not talking about regular I teams. think every year,
4: every year is different. And this is a year where I don't think there's any great, great teams. I think they all have a shot. Can we fight? I'm Let just, you and I'm me disgusting. fight
2: right here. For the soul of the AFC. I take
4: the soul of I, the
5: AFC. That means to put what? a Jaguar I'd in there. I take my chances. We're all, le- we're all like getting up and like right now. <laughs> I got you by seventy-eight pounds. You ain't beat it me. It is in a thin Rosenthal is a not even
4: on camera, but it's been. It's a what's thin slice inside. Of it's what's inside. Aww. This is what's you gonna guys. beat
2: me in a fight.
6: Like
4: I've never he's been never, in a he's fight. He's fought
5: before. You've never fought before. Have you been in a fight? Stop touching me. Uh, not
4: really. Hockey, maybe. I'm gonna touch you in January. That's fight.
2: With a fist. That's slice of heaven. Merry Christmas.